Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for July 12th, 2021. Hey, everybody, what's up? I am back from two weeks of vacation. I'm feeling refreshed, feeling vivacious. I'm ready to go. I'm full of energy. I had a really productive day. So let's get started. Let's check in. Let's see how you are doing. How was your past two weeks? Did, did you miss me? Like Maybe just like a little bit, like a tiny bit. Well, I missed you. I missed talking to all of you and kind of spinning out sort of my thoughts on what's going on in the world and what's going on with tech and the cloud. But it was good. It was a good break. It was good to take a step away from the grind and all of that kind of stuff and get my bearings, figure out what I want to do in a couple different projects and just kind of decompress. So I got to do that. Hopefully you'll have that opportunity or have had that opportunity in the last few months to really decompress and take a look at what you're doing and figure out, is this the direction I want to go? Are these the projects that make sense for me? Is this really what I should be doing right now? And if it's not, maybe do something else. So I know I made some decisions while I was away on what I want to do and what I don't want to do. Fortunately, one of the things I want to continue to do is this daily check-in. So with that out of the way, let's talk about the topic of the day. Wow, that rhymed. Okay, (laughs) so I put out a tweet earlier today, and it went something along the lines of, cloud empowers you to do stupid at scale. (laughs) I was being a little facetious about it, but it's also true. And I got a lot of likes on that tweet, but I want to make sure that I clarify my opinion on that a little bit beyond the basic snark of it. Now, what did I mean? What was I thinking of when I first wrote that tweet? Well, I think what I was thinking of is the fact that uh, if you do something dumb within your own data center, your blast radius is reduced to that single data center and whatever capacity exists inside of it. And usually you're actually much more constrained than that. You might only have access to one vSphere cluster or one virtual machine. So when you do something dumb, and we've all done something dumb within our data center, the amount of things that you impact or the amount of financial issues you can cause, the security issues you can cause is somewhat small, right? However... When you move that onto the cloud scale, now you have access to whatever your credit card can can pay for, basically, or not even your credit card, but whatever payment account you're linked into for work can pay for, which means that you can make mistakes that cost a lot of money in terms of resources you spin up. Now, fortunately, most cloud providers have quotas on accounts, and you can set those quotas to say, you can only spin up four of the monster VMs that cost $10,000 an hour. That's probably good, but that person could still spin up four of them if they put in the wrong size by accident. So obviously you need to put some guardrails there. But even if you don't have that, you could spin up 200 instances of something instead of two by you know accidentally you know fat fingering something, or probably more realistically, you could spin up 100 instances instead of 10 because you tap the zero twice or, you know, 110 because you tap the one twice. So anything that requires manual input is something that can easily break or be messed up. And whereas if you tried to put that number into an automation system on premises, you would quickly run out of capacity on that cluster. It wouldn't spin up 110 instances of that virtual machine. Your blast radius would be small. In the cloud, 
you do have the capacity to spin up 110 instances as long as you don't hit whatever the quota is, and then you're paying for 110 instances, and because nothing's screaming at that point, nothing's saying, oh my god, I have no capacity left, what are you doing? You might not even notice that you've spin up 110 instead of 11 or whatever until the month comes around and the bill comes around and somebody goes, oh, holy crap, why did this bill go up tenfold? Or, you know, in some organizations, it might take a few months for someone to notice that. So obviously, that's that's one instance of where you can do stupid at scale. You can do something dumb like fat finger something and spin it out at scale. So that was one aspect of what I was kind of thinking about. The other aspect has to do with security, right? If you're in an on-prem data center, there's probably a security team that really mans the, or I should say operates the firewall the public IP address space within your organization. And if you're not that person, you don't have access to open up firewall ports and let traffic in and make really big security oopsies. However, once again, once you're in the public cloud, now getting a public IP address is as simple as an API call. And forgetting to secure that public IP address and the resources it's attached to is also as simple as a, an API call or a missed API call in this case, which again means you need to put some sort of system of control around how you're spinning up those cloud resources. And it's not just public IP addresses. Yes, that's, a, that's an obvious one that you want to keep an eye on, but there's a lot of publicly accessible systems that you can spin up in the cloud. Let, let me just throw out a couple instances here. Let's say you spin up an Azure SQL instance. And that's not something that is a virtual machine that you have control over. It's running on their SQL as a service platform. It gets a public IP address by default. Now, fortunately, they force you to add some firewall rules so that's not just accessible from anywhere. But if you're not paying attention or you're doing it through an automation platform that happens to override that firewall and say accessible from anywhere, oh boy, now you've exposed your SQL interface as accessible from anywhere and somebody just has to crack an account on that SQL server and now they have access to your data. So that's that's like bad. What's another instance? Uh, Azure Key Vault is another good instance where Azure Key Vault is secured by Azure Active Directory, but by default, the endpoints of Azure Key Vault are publicly accessible. So if you spin up an Azure Key Vault and you don't secure it through firewall rules in some way, if someone manages to hack Azure AD, now they might have access to this Key Vault. So like I said, there's a lot of things that are publicly available in the cloud and they're not all necessarily bad. You can have a properly secured Key Vault that still has a public facing endpoint, assuming you apply proper permissions and all that kind of jazz but you need to be aware of all of those things. So you can do stupid at scale in that way as well. You can spin up a whole bunch of stuff that's publicly accessible and poorly configured. So that was two aspects of how I'm thinking about doing something at scale, at a, at, that's a bad idea. But the third one, and this actually goes back to episode 104 of Day 2 Cloud that came out two weeks ago while I was on vacation. It was a conversation with Melissa Palmer talking about why sometimes she hates the cloud. <laughs> hate is a strong word, but I think the, the thing that we all agreed on within the context of the episode is if you have a bad application that runs like crap in your data center, moving it to the cloud doesn't improve the functionality of that application. Sure, you can throw more resources at it. If it was resource constrained before, 
and it was still a poorly written application, now you can remove that resource constraint, but guess what? It's still a poorly written application, <laughs> so that hasn't changed. And in the same regard, if you are an operations team and you're trying to run a private cloud and you're not doing a very good job of it, and then you move everything to the public cloud, you're still the same operations team. And if that hasn't changed, if you haven't changed your process and procedures and all of that stuff, it doesn't matter whether you're running public or private, it's still not going to be good. <laughs> so you, you can't escape the need to improve things just by moving it to the cloud. That's not the panacea. That's not the end all be all. So those were sort of the three contexts in which I was thinking of, you can do stupid at scale when it comes to the cloud. Do you have access to ridiculous amounts of capacity and resources and automation and operations platforms and all of that jazz? You absolutely do. Does that mean you'll use it properly? Absolutely not. <laughs> so I guess what it all comes back to, and this is something that I mentioned right before I went on break, it's all about people. You need to properly train people. If you are an individual contributor, you need to train yourself. Take that time. Uh, demand from your boss that you are given time to properly train yourself to work in a cloud-based context. If you are a manager of some of some sort, then you need to give your individual contributors the time they need to train up on cloud resources. So I guess, once again, it all comes back to people. It's, it's technology is one thing. That's the easy thing. It's all about the people. Well, that'll do it for me for today. As always, thank you so much for listening. And hey, welcome back. I'm, I'm excited to be back and to be doing the daily check-in once again. And guess what? My new website has launched. I'm still working out some kinks in it, but it looks a lot better. And you can find the daily check-in and all my other stuff there at nedinthecloud.com. That'll do it for me for today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.